when we're surprised by Jesus, when he shows up and is the way he is in the New Testament, we're only surprised because God is doing what he's always done again. And that is he surprises us. Mm -hmm. So it's not like a change of pace when Jesus shows up. It's just God doing the same flipping things on their head things that he always does. By definition, it's always going to be surprising. Mm -hmm. It's God. Mm -hmm. That's how he works. You're listening to If That Makes Sense. It's Family Life's podcast for young adults talking about what life is like following Jesus. And my name's Tim. I'm in Family Life's radio department. My name's Robbie in Family Life's performing arts department. My name is Tately, and I'm in the events department. We are spending time in the book of John, which has been fun to do so far. And we're spending some extra time with a special friend who we only meet in the book of John. But, uh, well, we don't really get to see a lot of her in this episode. The Woman at the Well. We talked about her last time, and that'll be a fun episode to go back and listen to if you haven't heard it yet. But these all stand alone on their own. So we're just glad you're here listening in as we're at John chapter 4. Jesus and his disciples are in Samaria right now. And we're going to be reading John chapter 4, 27 through 42. Robbie, would you like to start us off? My I would. Wouldn't I ever? Okay, here we are. Just then, his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, What do you want with her? Or, Why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Then his disciples said to each other, could someone have brought him food? My food, Jesus said, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Don't you have a saying, it's still four months until harvest? I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Even now, the one who reaps draws a wage and harvests a crop for eternal life, so that the sower and the reaper may be glad together. Thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. <laughs> yes, indeed, because yes. there's a lot of cool stuff going on here with this chapter, as there always is. But just the setting itself is very radical. Right, right. Well, and I think you read it, and we we hear, at least if you've grown up in the church, I've grown up in the church, and you hear, oh, Samaritan, and be a good Samaritan, and Samaria, and it kind of gets lost on you. But when you really look in the history of what was happening here, of 
all the northern and southern kingdoms of Israel, and then these people got taken away captive, and then, oh, these foreigners came in and started marrying these Israelite people, and, and so it was like this real hatred for these people. Yeah. So the fact that they're even in Samaria, where nobody would have wanted to go, it it's you almost have to like imagine in your mind like okay what are the some of the stereotypes we have in our day you know like oh yeah you're gonna go talk to whoever you know I mean Fill you have to blank, envision wh- whoever be. that might be is yeah they're with those the bad people I feel like it's even hard for us to relate because I'm talking about something I don't understand here nothing new but um. The Jews of this time period have such a identity that's both tied to their land and their religion as like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. from what I understand, even though I couldn't put it on a timeline for you, they saw the Samaritans, so-called true Jews, saw Samaritans as people who were both an aberration in every way. They were a mixture of people from another land with people who were from the promised land and they were mixing religions i guess right yep. from yep. they weren't worshiping in the in the true sense that moses prescribed so i don't even think i can right. fully understand just right. how yep. just how divisive this would be for them well and and you look at the laws where it's like oh it's against the law to marry someone outside of like oh they they broke god's law like we definitely are better than they are cuz they're like Total sinners broke the law. And so that's what I just love about what, what Jesus comes and it's like, wait, are you breaking the laws? Like you just touched that leper. What are you, you're not supposed to do that. Like you're, you're talking to that person who's married to someone who's, and that's just, that's what I love here is he's just like breaking the rules, yes. so to speak. Yeah. And I like how he does it progressively. Like he keeps pushing the envelope because it was already culturally unusual for him to even take the route he took. Mm-hmm. Oh. Then it was a huge cultural and religious snub to talk to the woman. Mm-hmm. Wow. But then what we also leave out is he took it one step further and then he stayed there for two days. Right. Yes. I don't feel like we connect to that very often. Right. So he just keeps pushing it that mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. further to show like it's okay. And I just liked it because I thought like, wow, humans love to put these arbitrary expectations and norms and the gospel just like breaks all of those mm-hmm. like they don't matter yeah, yeah i really i really picked up on that too the fact that yeah. he i for because you hear so much about the woman in the well you sort of delete these next verses that we get to talk about because that story is so emphasized and i that i caught that too like oh he stayed there for two days like oh that's an interesting detail mm-hmm. and and how much changed because he stayed there with them. And I, I just think, I feel like the biggest takeaway that I'm coming out from this is just, it, is just his love. Like, I know, like, that's the Sunday school answer, but like, here are these people that nobody loved them. Everyone hated them. And he was like, no, this is who I came for. I came for the Samaritans. I came to show you that you can show love to these people too. And it was just like, oh, wow, that is... His love doesn't have a a box or a boundary or a limit or, oh, I can't do this or this or I can't love thus and thus. Like, no, it's boundless 
all all encompassing all reaching love for everyone yeah and something i'm going to repeat it from our last episode cuz Jesse said it and it was so good mm. he said how Jesus is so compassionate to her. He's so welcoming to her. He's he's so disarming in every way that he accepts her. But he still acknowledges what's wrong with her life. Mm. It's so incredibly gentle, but he does. And I'm going back to a, a sure, verse sure. previous. We didn't read this today, but where he acknowledges that this woman has had five husbands and the man she's with now isn't her husband. Like he acknowledges where she's come from. He's not going to gloss over it, but he doesn't make... That a prerequisite to him showing, like cleaning up her life is not a prerequisite to him coming to her and him pursuing her and revealing himself to her. That's a really interesting point because I think we in our day want to often look at the symptoms of somebody. Oh, well, you're living thus and such lifestyle. You're doing thus and such a thing. Oh, you're whatever. Fix that first. That's what we want to. We want to look at that first and put those people in the category first. And try to fix that problem and then, you know, maybe I'll be able to reach them. And it's like, well, here you just see him just going right for the for the person. And like you said, yeah, acknowledging it and yet just just going right for them first and not really worrying about the X, the Y or the Z. And so it's like, okay, so how can we just love whoever and not worry about what's going on in their life like let the holy spirit (laughs) sort that out and don't try to treat the symptom just you know go for the heart go for the person that's i guess the next thing on the table for me is this sense of mission Mm. that jesus has to the point where (laughs) it's humorous because the disciples where they're like, eat something, teacher, eat something. You need to eat, take care of yourself. And then he says, I have food to eat that you don't know about. Like God's mission on his life is so strong that it's like his, his very sustenance mm. to complete God's will is what he needs. And the disciples were like, who, who brought him food? I don't know. I didn't. Did you? Did you want like they did you? They totally don't get it, like usual. But Jesus' sense of mission is so strong. And to me, it makes me think, do, do we think about our lives in terms of mission or how ought we to? I think so often we get caught up in, oh, I need to be this aware of the gospel before I can share or I need to be at this level before I can share. But Christ goes straight from a woman who's taking water really literally mm-hmm. and using that to disciples who are taking food really literally. Like yeah. they're at the same point. And he uses the same metaphor to both of them. Like it's very equal in his mind. And he doesn't think, oh, what I'm going to say is going to go over her head. But he also doesn't think what I'm going to say, they should know better. Mm-hmm. He oh. just levels the playing field. It's the same for all of them, even though they're at different knowledge bases, different backgrounds. It's just, here's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you would say he's not like, doesn't have to feel like these people aren't ready for it. Mm-hmm. They won't get it. Yeah, I like that. Because it is for the world, the salvation of the world. And in fact, that's even what the Samaritans say back to him or to her. They say... We know that this man really is the savior of the world. If that's who he is, then the message is for everybody. You don't have to worry 
if the person you're talking to is going to is going to be able to pick it up or not. I like that. And then you talk about even, okay, what does it look like to even share the gospel? And I feel like we hear that analogy of seeds. Oh, some plants, some reap, some plants. It's like, oh, well, I guess this is like where this comes from because, you know, it's right now it's it's summertime and my vegetables are starting to come up. You know, I'm in that harvest season, but there was a season a couple months ago where I was just putting these little seeds in the ground, like waiting, like what's going to happen? Are they all going to make it? Are they going to germinate? And you have to wait, you know, that time period for them to come up and then harvest them. And it'd be really interesting to unpack this because he's like, oh, he's, yeah, well, he he says, um, oh, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest. I'm like, oh, I wonder what he... (laughs) Apparently, like that's a phrase that they I use. I don't know what that means. It'd be interesting to look into that. I I don't I don't know, but apparently that's a phrase they would use. And he says, "But I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages. The fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life, and joy awaits the planter and the harvester alike. One plants, another harvests. This is true. I sent you to the harvest. You didn't plant." Others had already done the work, and now you'll get to gather the harvest. So I just feel like that importance of both things being true. Maybe you're just planting seeds, because I do think we have a huge emphasis on, like, we got to share the gospel. we got to get people saved. Save them, save them, save them. And it's like, okay, well, that's we don't do that. Like, God may give you the pleasure of harvesting and helping someone come to the kingdom, or he may be giving you something in your work or your life or your neighborhood or your family or your friends where all you're really able to do right now is put the seeds in. And that has value too. Like harvesting has value. Somebody had to plant it. Planting has value too. Like both of them have value. Like one can't happen without the other. Like plant the seed whatever that little thing is. Something I thought when reading this, and this is admittedly not, um, this is what the Bible is saying, but more so Tately's fun way to look at it. Um, (laughs) This is Tately's fun way to look at it. (laughs) So we know the woman went, she ran, she's telling people, it says, in the meantime... Now time has passed, and we know that once they heard her, they pretty much right away were like, okay, let's go see. Mm-hmm. So I like to picture it as he's saying, you know, oh, you guys say there's months between sowing and reaping, but look, hmm. look. And I like to picture it's literally the people coming. Wow. Like, I just like mm-hmm. to picture mm-hmm. that, that he's saying, look, the, the harvest is ready. Mm-hmm. We're immediately going to benefit from the seeds I just planted. Wow. And they're looking at the actual harvest he's talking about. Do wow. I know if that's true? No, but I like to picture it that way. That's I like awesome. That. I like that a lot too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in that case, he'd be saying to them, another, uh, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Is kind of he then? Is Jesus then the one who's like, I I just put in the work. All you guys have to do is just go in there and just, <laughs> yeah. just, just point them to me. Definitely. <laughs> I did all the work for you guys. Mm-hmm. You're over here wondering who's going to bring me a sandwich. And I'm just telling you, like, look up. There's people who are, like, coming to the altar right now. Point mm-hmm. them to me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Hmm. 
Well, then that's the next thing that happens. The this incredible response of the Samaritans, and it is incredible. Yeah. But um, they believe, and they believe, though, because of this, they, they believe, at least firstly, we're told, because of her testimony to them. She is a super cool character. <laughs> I have to say that. Yeah, this kind of goes back to what we were saying about um, realizing we don't have a to have a certain biblical level and everything. What I love is that she's allowed to immediately go. Hmm. Jesus doesn't say, okay, first fix your living situation. (laughs) Right, right, right. Figure this and this out. Then you are allowed to represent me. I don't want to be associated with you until you fix this, 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 and this. Right, right. That is not the case. It's she immediately gets to be part of his plan. Mm -hmm. It's instant and i love that Mm -hmm. it's not and i think we do that we think oh i can't i can't share until i'm perfect and that's never going to happen and then you're never going to share Mm -hmm. so i just like that she immediately gets brought into kingdom work and we trust that her heart and sanctification will happen and everything but yeah in the meantime she gets to just go and then they listen to her yes Mm -hmm. yes which yeah. the fact that they're listening to a woman at all. I know. It seems really surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even that just shows the transformative power of God because, you know, someone just like ranting at you about something that you've already kind of learned to ignore, like you've already kind of started to ignore this person. If there's not some palpable change in their demeanor, you're mm-hmm. going to keep ignoring them. Mm-hmm. So something about her and her excitement and her instant change was worth them pausing long enough to listen to what she was saying. Yes. Yeah. And and I think what's really interesting about that, too, is, again, it comes back to these are the Samaritans, like out of all the people that shouldn't have believed, you know, and it's like how many examples in Scripture of God's chosen people where they're like, oh, we are the chosen ones, and they just – they either don't believe or they reject him or they crucified him. <laughs> I was like, get yeah. rid of like all, all of the ones that are supposed to be the perfect good little ones are the ones that miss it. And the ones that are supposed to be the dirty, outcast, not acceptable, they're the ones that are like right away, like getting it, believing it. <laughs> It's just like that's what <laughs> it seems to be God's pattern mm-hmm. from the very beginning to to reverse the order mm-hmm. that, that our world naturally puts things in. Mm-hmm. He says from the beginning when it goes all the way back to the promise with uh, Jacob and Esau, the older will serve the younger. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works in an ancient Near Eastern context. The, the mm-hmm. oldest always gets all the the inheritance and all the authority. Nope. God says Flip it around. The mm-hmm. younger is going to get it. Mm-hmm. And time and time and time and time and time again, that happens throughout the Bible. So when we're surprised by Jesus, when he shows up and is the way he is in the New Testament, we're only surprised because God is doing what he's always done again. And that is he surprises us. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a change of pace when Jesus shows up. It's just God doing the same flipping things on their head things that he always does. By definition, it's always going to be surprising. Mm-hmm, it's God. Mm-hmm. That's how he works. And in the book of John, this is the first revelation publicly of Jesus as the Messiah mm. to the people who weren't even following the, the – the, the, they weren't in the right program for what a Jew should have been at that time 
according to how they understood God's program. But Jesus shows us something super different. Yeah, absolutely nothing about what's happening here is what the Jews were to expect, where he was, (laughs) who he was talking to, who's now talking to who. Like, they've really let it get out of hand in their eyes. They're like, oh, we don't have a handle on this. And I think that's intentional of just really shaking things up. And I like it, too, because, like you said, he reverses the order just in the fact that he's using this woman. But she's still in her culture. She still understands. And I think we see that in her wisdom of how she presents it to everyone. She's excited. We know she's excited in the sense of she's exaggerating a little of he's told me everything I've ever done. Uh-huh. He didn't sit there and recount her entire life to her. But right. like, you know, we see that excitement, but there's still a lot of wisdom within that excitement because she just explains what happened to her. And then she doesn't make bold statements about what that means. She just says, could this be the Christ? And she knows it is. He just said, (laughs) I am he. And not in the verses we read, but in what you talked about last week. Yeah. She said, oh, I'm waiting for Messiah. And he goes, I am he. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. She knows. Mm -hmm. Right. It's it's not a, she's not actually looking for an answer. She's guiding Mm -hmm. their conclusion. And I just feel like there's so much wisdom in that um, because I think sometimes we just try to force the truth down people's throat. So we're like, I understand, and now you have to. And sometimes the much wiser thing to do is be like, this is my experience. Mm. This is what God's done for me. <laughs> wow. You know, this is really interesting because wow. I am now, I've read through the Gospels and I'm at the end. Well, actually, I'm in Acts now. But when you approach the end, I think it's so neat how how the Lord has this special relationship with women like Mm -hmm. the first one he said i'm the messiah was this samaritan woman who culturally shouldn't have woman samaritan no yet she's the one that gets to first know how cool is that and and then the first person to really see him raise from the dead is mary and what's interesting is she goes back to the disciples and she's like i just saw jesus he raised from the dead it's definitely him and they're like you're crazy. (laughs) She didn't take the approach of like, I think I just saw the Lord. You know, she's like, I definitely saw him. And they didn't even believe her. It must be interesting to know if she had been like, hey, guys, um, the tomb is empty. Could Christ have risen? (laughs) Right. right. And allowed the guys to be like, oh, yeah, definitely. That's what happened. He definitely. (laughs) But yeah, like it's. Let the men figure it out on their own. Let them quote, quote, figure it out. Oh, oh, wow. You guys are right, weren't you? Nobody nobody believes her. It's just interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. But she has that 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 wisdom. I love how you put that out there, Tately. It's a reverse psychology. She knows her audience. Yeah. I'm gonna go back and have to tell all the townspeople, which includes a lot of men. Hmm, how do I say this? Well, guys, he checks all the boxes. I don't know. What do you think? <laughs> do you think he's the Christ? <laughs> so good. So good. And there is something for that in us, maybe, for how we do a little bit of what we were talking about earlier, carry out our mission. How do we do it? Well, the fields are as white with harvest as can be said. Like there's always a time to to plant a seed or to reap perhaps um, in whatever way that looks like in our lives. But there might be a lot of places where it looks just like what you said, Tately, where you're just saying what he's done for you. And Mm -hmm. 
that's not being ashamed of the Lord to not be out there with a megaphone and saying, follow Christ, the end is near. That's not being ashamed of him if you don't do that. It's it's a very biblical example to follow, to let people know who you are, why you are the way you are, maybe even who you used to be, if that comes up, and say, yeah, this is who I've seen Jesus to be. Kind of is like, it's eternal life for me. So I found that. <laughs> and 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 see where the pieces fall for the other person. See what the Spirit does in their heart, maybe. But that that was Jesus' mission. And very quickly, it became the mission of the woman at the well, too. And I have the feeling a lot of the other Samaritans followed suit. And that's that's the mission we're a part of, too. I love that you said, you know, maybe even tell them where you were, because I feel like that's key. Hmm. Hmm. That's what shows the power of Christ. Hmm. And I don't say this to excuse sin for someone to be like, well, I'm just going to live up my life and make a better testimony or something. But the significance of her going into that town and saying he's told me everything I'd done would be so much less if what she had done Mm. wasn't shameful. Like the fact that she's like, look, this is what I've done. (laughs) He knows it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what was powerful. That's why the change in her. Mm -hmm. And I think we do Christ a disservice when we try to pretend we're perfect. Right. Wow. When we try to pretend we've always been perfect. I'm feeling so inspired now. (laughs) I'm going to go do something. Thank you for joining us for If That Makes Sense, the family life podcast about what life is really like as a young adult following Jesus. If you enjoy the show, please send it to a friend. Your genuine appreciation of the show is the best way for word to get out. And it would make our day if you left us a rating and a review wherever you found this episode. Family Life has more great original podcasts that you can check out at familylife.org podcast. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you along for the next one.